Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So this week, the National Conservatism Conference has been taking place, and hoo boy, it is quite the ride. Easy to dismiss this as a freak show, you'll see what I mean in a moment, do we the brace position, rather than a chilling insight into both our future and, more alarmingly, our future. Now, for those who don't know what I'm actually talking about here, this is a hard right jamboree attended by speakers offering a true smorgasbord of extreme and gruesome opinions, some of whom, I'm afraid to say, are actually running the country. Now, what I'm going to do is share some snippets from this conference, which I'll discuss, which I must warn you, if you're anywhere to the left of Genghis Khan, your blood pressure is probably going to rise just a notch. With that due diligence, let's hear the first clip from the hard right writer, Douglas Murray. This is in some ways uh, still a uh, controversial thing to say. Because in Europe in particular, nationalism, after all, sounds different depending on the country you're in. Nationalism in Israel sounds different to nationalism in America, sounds different to nationalism in Italy, sounds different to nationalism here in Britain. But the cordon sanitaire, which used to exist around nationalism until recent years, existed not because we didn't trust the idea of love of country, not because, I would argue, there was anything wrong with nationalism in a British context. It all came from a recognition that there was a problem with nationalism in a German context. And that is simply a historical fact. But I see no reason why every other country in the world should be prevented from feeling pride in itself because the Germans mucked up twice in a century. The Germans mucked up twice in a century. Mucked up. Interesting turn of phrase, that, isn't it? Mucked up. Mucked up is normally a term you hear used for, I don't know, screwing up your maths exam, missing a football penalty, maybe saying something insensitive to a friend in conversation. For Douglas Murray, mucking up includes the attempted extermination of the entire Jewish population of Europe, two-thirds of whom perished in that attempt at mass extermination. The mass murder of millions of Roma, gay people, disabled people, Slavs, socialists, communists, trade unionists, we could go on. The over 70 million humans in total who died in that cataclysm, not least in the War of Annihilation on the Eastern Front, with the continent of Europe reduced to rubble. Mucking up. Germany's descent into genocidal fascism and what it spawned, which was human beings inflicting horrors so diabolical and disturbed there is no precedent for them in human history, in the history of our civilization, reduced to a whoopsie daisy by this right wing demagogue. Now, this man has form, I should say, endless form. He said, he wrote, well, he said in a speech once, 
Conditions for Muslims in Europe must be made harder across the board. Europe must look like a less attractive proposition. He called for the banning of all immigration to Europe from Muslim countries. He also uh, once wrote that London has become a foreign country. In 23 of London's 33 boroughs, white Britons are now a minority. That posits anyone who isn't white as foreign, whether they are born here or not. He also tweeted after the census, I see many commentators on the census results saying, so what if people who identify as white British were a minority in London, Birmingham, Leicester and Manchester? Just one answer to which is because we never voted. There's quite the opposite, in fact. Don't remember the votes on keeping Britain white, actually. I remember various far-right parties advocating that quite explicitly. They didn't actually do very well overall in the polls. Now, I should also say, if we're going to go down this route, where he says, well, nationalism's been fine, except for this one glaring exception of the Germans mucking up, as if we're just going to... I don't know, what does it, Itali Italian fascism, are we just going to erase that as well? Are we going to erase everything that happened in the Balkans? Are we going to erase, I don't know, Putin's Russia? Which is, again, another extreme form of nationalism. I mean, there's endless examples of nationalism and its grotesque uses throughout human history, which are not simply reduced to one horrific example, which I think most of us would accept goes far beyond mucking up. Now, let's hear another clip from Catherine Birbelsing, a right-winger who runs a free school and who has become one of the leaders of the right-wing educational movement in this country. So why do I need to throw all of you into detention? because you haven't been paying enough attention to the fact that our nation's culture is not only created in our schools, but that it is our children who are leading the development of that culture in our schools. Adult authority is long gone. So here I am, ringing the alarm. In 20 years, many of us will be retired or sadly dead. And the children in our schools will be in important and influential positions in our institutions. As G.K. Chesterton said, the true soldier fights not because he hates what is in front of him, but because he loves what is behind him. Well, I'm asking, how much do you love your country? How much do you love the values that you claim to defend? Do you love them enough to tweet under your own name? Do you love them enough to change your child's school to one that's less woke and ignore the impact on your social status? Do you love them enough to do more than simply chat to your friends who already agree with you at dinner parties? For heaven's sake, man, stand up and be counted. As Russell Crowe says in the film Gladiator, a clip I regularly play for my staff, hold the line, stay with me. What we do in life echoes in eternity. Will your life echo hollow? with cowardly hypocrisy, or will it echo with courage, valiance, and honour? The choice is yours. Strength and honour be with you all. Now get yourselves to detention. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. That intonation, eh? You hear it and you ask, where have I heard that intonation before? Now, a few things here. Not quite sure where the de- when the definition of loving your own country was reduced to tweeting under your own name, though it's slightly amusing to note that her Twitter handle is Miss Snuffy. As for regularly playing a gladiator clip to her staff, if it's possible to die from cringe, I'm in the danger zone right now. Might win a ring 999. What this underlines, though, is what I've often said, which is the modern right is defined in large part by fear of the young. So what's happened is the right of se- waged a ceaseless war on younger people, decimating youth services, indebting them for going to university, a social good for which we will benefit, destroying secure well-paid jobs, leaving a higher-and-fire service sector in its wake, the onslaught against the welfare state, stagnating living standards, an epic housing crisis, which means no social housing for younger people, homeownership in collapse, and a private rented sector with rip-off rents and insecure tenancy terms. We could go on. Now, the consequences of all of this is the young have overwhelmingly increasingly voted against the Conservative Party. But rather than confronting this really obvious reality, actions, consequences, the right can't confront the actual reality of what their policies mean in practical terms, so they have to blame the educational system. Now, it's true, the social values of the young have also played a role, but that's just the legacy of movements fighting for the rights of women and minorities, which since the war has made each generation more progressive than the last. But it's not because they're being brainwashed. It's because the right have served the younger diet of poison, an increasingly diverse younger generation, by the way, as well, which is why their social values have become more progressive. But they've ended up thinking that the younger barbarians at the gates, woke barbarians, who are going to come with vengeance when they come of age and have the power to reorder society. And guess what? They kind of have a point, because I do think when younger people, um, the millennials and Gen Z, have even greater cultural and political power than they do now, there are going to be some obvious ramifications which will be redressing many of the injustices perpetrated against them. But you enjoyed the sewing, didn't you? You enjoyed the sewing a lot. You got quite triumphalist during all the sewing we've had over the last 15 years, for example. Now you realise that the reaping, the reaping after the sewing, is going to be deeply unpleasant and you are terrified of it, understandably, because you're right, younger people have been fed your nonsense It's not the left who run the country, it's you guys who run the country. They've suffered the consequences. They don't like what you're offering, or more to the point, shoving down their throats. And as the expression goes, well, 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 if it isn't the consequences of my actions. Now, let's keep going, shall we? Danny Kruger, Tory MP, former speechwriter to David Cameron. The normative family, held together by marriage, by mother and father sticking together for the sake of the children, 
and the sake of their own parents and the sake of themselves, this is the only possible basis for a safe and successful society. The normative family, a man and woman married to each other, the only basis for a safe and functioning society. Clearly homophobic, just off the bat there. Um, clearly erasing the idea of same-sex couples being loving parents. Um, also attacks single parents, around 90% of whom are women. Um, I mean, the idea that toxic relationships full of misery and conflict should be sustained for the sake of children is clearly offensive. Um, not least the many women who are forced to flee violent relationships because of the epic violence, the pandemic of male violence committed against women. The idea that they should stay to, together for the sake of their children. Horrendous. Um, I mean, I do also know lots of LGBTQ people who had a man and a woman as a mother and a father um, who stayed together. They didn't divorce. They didn't affirm their children, their LGBTQ children, though. And the consequence was inflicting lifelong mental trauma on those, on their own children, violating the basic principle of parenthood, unconditional love. So they stayed together, both agreed they weren't going to accept their children for who they were, uh, leading to lifelong depression, misery, often self-medication through drugs and alcohol. Excellent stuff. Now, a loving family, which is supportive of children, can take many forms. What this shows, by the way, is homophobia and misogyny go hand in hand. LGBTQ rights and women's rights rise and fall together as a near universal rule, which you can see across various countries. You get, say, abortion rights, uh, gay rights, trans rights, um, measures to protect women against male violence. These, me these all kind of tend to rise or fall together. Now, this guy also says that, historian B, Western civilization is threatened by new religion, a mix of Marxism, narcissism, and paganism, conforming to the dystopian fantasy of John Lennon. What are you on? Listen to yourself. As well as all of this at this conference, we've had speeches ranting about cultural Marxism and globalists, terms you'd associate with the far right and anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. Now, various self-described moderates have been looking at this conference going, oh my God, look at this. Look how extreme the Tories have become. Look how extreme the right has become. How outrageous. Well, they're right, obviously, but who aided and abetted this? Because the sorts of stuff you hear, for example, at this conference, you could read in the Spectator magazine for years. The Spectator magazine is completely mainstream. So mainstream it has an annual summer party, which is attended by... Labour MPs, as well as Conservative MPs, and BBC journalists, and other senior journalists. Because, you see, what's happened in this country is the so-called political centre regarded the socialist left as far more dangerous and menacing than a hard right they regarded as more respectable. Many of them clearly preferred Boris Johnson and those around him to become government, to form a government, than they did Jeremy Corbyn. Actions, consequences. These are the people who have been mainstreamed. And do you know what? They've taken over the Conservative Party in the process of doing so. And after the next election, uh, whenever Rishi Sunak falls, under whatever uh, the circumstances, they will just completely take over. And they may well end up in some form completely taking over the country. And we could end up very much like Hungary, a country run by a far-right dictatorship, which speakers at this conference have been applauding. This is a dangerous moment. You look at this conference, you go, oh, what a load of weirdos. But the danger is they don't just speak to our present, but they speak to where we could be heading. And who helped make all of that possible? That's the question to be asked. Please like, subscribe, do support us on patreon.com forward slash I'll see you in a bit. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.